everybody, and welcome to episode 79 of the Bonehead Podcast, where we talk all things Blood Bowl. Welcome back. I'm Ben, and once again, I'm joined by Blood Type Ben. How you doing, BT? Hello. How you doing? Not bad, man. You oh, all right? Oh, I asked first. <laughs> yeah, I'm keen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like it. I like it. And as we're doing a video version, you can see up here that we are also joined today by Sam Frenzy Garner. How you doing, Sam? Howdy. Howdy. Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Playing it cool. Cool, I like like it. Right, well, guys, thank you very much for joining us for some Blood Bowl today. BT, lay it on us, man. What's on episode 79? Uh, today we've got some fun topics. Um, we're going to be talking about getting some tournament teams paint ready um, pretty quick. Um, we've, all, we've all been in that boat, and I think we can all give uh, our own uh, opinions and tips. Um, we'll be talking about <laughs> fixing goblins or trying to potentially fix goblins because they're not brilliant at the moment. Um, and we'll also be predicting some results for Bombember, which is the upcoming tournament in a couple of weeks. Exactly. So goblins, goblins, goblins. Goblins are lagging behind like a massive amount when it comes to constructed blood bowl, i.e. tournaments and things like that. So we scrounged very far and, and wide and hard and discovered that actually Sam Frenzy Garner won the Stunty tournament, uh, won the Stunty Cup at our last tournament running goblins. So figured it was great, it was, it was appropriate to blackmail him to come on the show so we can talk about actually winning with goblins, whether they're terrible, whether it's going to be okay. So uh, yeah, seemed like a, a decent shout, Sam. Oh, well, you kind of just narrowly beat your brother out when it came to the stunty, but <laughs> yeah, just about as he was running the uh, he was running the the Griff Ogrewald build, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Griff, uh, Griff, um, Griff, and all the ogres. Griff and the ogres. There you go. There's a band for the ages. Right, let's go into Blood Bowl news. Okay, so Blood Bowl news-wise, there's actually a couple of Games Workshop things. We've already taken a big dive into the corn team, uh, a couple of episodes, but, I mean, we've got Sam here, Sam Frenzy Garner, not just, uh, you know, not just a fun name. Sam's also a bit of a pro when it comes to corn. What do you reckon to the new corn team, Sam? Sad to see the, the loss of all the demons, but, well, I mean, it's, it ticks all the boxes, doesn't it? Do you think we'll lose the demons of corn as well? Meant, sorry, in in the in the team itself. Yeah, but do you think we'll right. see them run uh, run like because there's the the NAF one, isn't there, from Blood Bowl one, like, and then GW released the new corn one or are releasing the new corn one. I mean, do you think they're going to do you think they're going to get rid of demons of corn or still run it as a viable option as well? Yeah, I reckon they're too similar, and and the NAF will stop running them. Ah, uh, I think that'd be a shame. Although, because I don't know, I mean, I like this new corn one. The strength. But the strength four boys are just pretty potent. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's, I think we're going to see that with every. So like there was a, a theories running around, wasn't there? Everyone was talking about maybe they're going to do a Slanesh team and a and a Zinch team, and I reckon they'll be the same. Just you know, strength four boys, couple of beastmen, flavored blue or purple, and uh, <laughs> and then like your basic linemen. Well, 
you say that i mean i think the biggest bit of news we should we should go for right now uh which is the fact that we've got a preview on saturday uh we've got a big games yeah that's pretty exciting like and they've bandied around the blood bowl yeah. logo so ben had this i, I don't know what this is going to be like i mean it, it's quite a big announcement and they've just announced the corn team they um like it could be blood bowl three related but it seems weird to do that at a games workshop preview because that's kind of like not their thing mm. um and, and a whole new team after this is going to be pretty weird to exactly. like announce so close to the other ones so. and on the screen behind yeah. us we've got the croxagore that was announced this week so i don't know if you guys have missed this news yeah. this week was it on the monday the pitch side report the croxagore was previewed and it is a very cool model like yeah i love this love it it's worth the wait for sure i i, I think uh... someone joked yeah oh, that was me i think someone yeah. joked that he was going to be coming out yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then it actually was uh, no i think rick put in there like in the group chat like oh the crocs are cool. and i just put laughing faces so i was like yeah maybe one day and i was like no 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 genuinely it's just been announced which which to be fair right we've had a lot of blood bowl news recently ben you called it we've had the corn team we've seen the blood beast we've got a bunch of star players that have just dropped i've got wilhelm and creek right here um haven't built them yet but they're great models we've got the crocs are cool news as well but yeah you're right we've got this games workshop announcement and that there says there's going to be a bit of blood bowl news in there as well I mean, I think the way they do their previews and stuff is uh, infuriating, potentially, is the accurate term for this, right? Mm -hmm. So we've got a team that we're pending. We've got star players that we're pending. And I don't know, like, do you think they could show another team? Do you th I mean, what could it not be? If, it, if it's not another team, what could it be? They, they could. I mean, I mean, Snotlings came out pretty close to um like necromantic black hawks um they came out alongside uh well the under un undead what's the, what the wet undead flavor um necromantic yeah. did i say a necromantic already yeah. okay um necro no yeah and nobility black that's hawks. that's the one i meant to say yeah. nobility nobility necromantic and black hawks all came out kind of at the same time so it's not like beyond them to release two teams pretty back to back um we could see that happen maybe the start of the new year or the end of this year we don't um, or it might just layer. be an announcement to say, hey, that corn team... Oh, sorry, say again? We don't normally see them layer their releases. Like, we do with this in AOS and stuff all the time, don't we? Like, uh, well, I suppose they yeah. layered the Tree Man release, like, and spoiled that and then went and released an entire game before they actually released the Tree Man or something absurd. So, I mean... Other... Yeah, that's true. Straight away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Top tier star. Hmm. <laughs> All right, but that, that's all right. It would be amazing if it was a team. It would be amazing if it was the Squig team. If it was the Sunesh team, Ben wins. Um, but like, if it's not going to be a team, do you think? Do you think it might be something? I don't. Wow, well, this is bad. I don't want to say lame, but you know, lame like an almanac. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it might be. It might be. It might be like the annual. You know, it's been a year since we've had this this edition. It's time for an almanac, and you can get. Um, like a spike on top of your other book um, <laughs> yeah. because we haven't had that many releases this year, no. all things considered. It will be um, Spike 11 yeah. and the referee rules. Um, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Spike 13 absolutely won't be in it. Uh, so, yeah. I I hope it's not going to be the Almanac. Like, But if we see another team, it'll be amazing. I mean, some of the most outlandish rumours are obviously, which gets brought up every year, Dungeon Bowl. 
but that I, I just feel like there'd be a much bigger hubbub about it. This is I think they're going to sneak this in at two thirty-seven when they're just wrapping up the stream, and it's going to be Rumbelow sheepskin. <laughs> The star player that we've all forgotten that we don't have yet. Like the star player equivalent of the Croxicle. Yeah. Um, yeah mm -hmm. I don't know, man. I'll be interesting to see what everyone thinks is going gonna, is gonna, is gonna to happen on Saturday. Uh, Saturday is my Tiffs at Work catch up with the podcast day. So I'll be watching the stream. So if anything fun comes out, we can kind of share the info. Um, but before we move on to the other bits and bobs of Blood Bowl news, Sam, Ben, if they could drop one bit of Blood Bowl news, on Saturday, what would you want it to be? Because um, I think for me, it would at this point. I think all I'm interested in is new teams. Like I think the game's in a good place. I I, I like when a team gets released. I really like the, like like the talk that we have about like roster buildings and like the potentials this opens up. I think outside of maybe some kind of like change the way they do star players like the star player book could be quite interesting i think outside of that just a new team i think would satisfy me the most yeah what about you sam yeah i'm with ben I'm so, so like uh i'm kind of over like gimmicks like uh, you know special weather tables and that kind of stuff it's a bit uh it's not really what i'm after they don't really get used um but new teams definitely or a big star player release, like a lot of star players at once, like a you know a star player spike or an almanac or something, all the all in a minute. So I do like that angle because that is definitely something that they they could be doing. That's something that could be coming. We've got Creek, and we're all assuming that he's going to be in Spike thirteen. But what if he's not in Spike thirteen? What if he's in Spike fourteen or the star player Blood Bowl companion that they drop? You know, along with Ripper and uh, fungus the loon and stuff like that and bring it back that would be an awesome influx um as long as there's some stars that are kind of garbage but exist only to counter other star players um which i think would be incredibly useful i don't know like i'd love to see another team um squig team would be amazing some kind of noblar trapper team for stunties would be great where they can just, you know, yeah. got that swarming element. Um, but I mean, I love ogres, so, you know, it's all good. I'd love another team. Star players I'll take. Dungeon Bowl, whoa, would be absolutely awesome. Um, I'd, I'd rather see a team of legend get a rework than a brand new team, I think. I'd love to see Kemri or High Elves brought into line properly, properly redone. Yeah, I mean, if you want, <laughs> if you want a team of legend, uh, between Grebo and Punga, they are about to drop a, an absolute what, half a dozen teams uh, to get teams of legend caught up. And uh, this is it. I'm a bit worried that they're going to release these two Kickstarters um, and have these amazing teams come out, and then Games Workshop are going to choose one of the teams of legend to um, to give the to give the Batman treatment, right? To, to redo it oh, that time. would kind of suck <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> would be absolutely brutal the good thing about those companies especially Grebo, is that they tend to they tend to bounce real quick like when the black orc team got released they just created some more black orcs for their orc team so that you could yeah. get that team really quickly so if um you know if they do drop like a chorf edition or something i think they'd be up on it really 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 quickly anyway so big stuff coming out this saturday potentially Probably not, but you never know. It could be really good. The Crocs of Gore has been spoiled. It'd be interesting to see when he's coming out. 
no rules changes for that so if you've ever wanted a croxagore and you haven't found one by now games workshop will do another one and looks like it's forge world isn't it uh yeah well they're very well painted i'll give them that yeah they will pre-order soon doesn't actually say whether it's forge world or not i don't think but i mean it looks it, like it, it. it will be it will be this looks like winter that's, yeah, yeah. yeah really big time this guy really looks like winter chog style so I'm. A... It's almost the same pose as. Isn't it? I think they're all kind. Of, I mean, at least right? at least they're on two feet. Like this is this is this is. <laughs> <laughs> this is something. Now we've got some very cool star players coming soon, and I know that the meta is like up in arms against those star players, but actually, they are a cool element, and the fact that so many teams can take them makes them kind of worthwhile picking up a lot of the time. Um, the good thing is Creek, who has landed, is a chunk of resin. Like, this guy is massive. So Creek Ruskalger, who we don't have rules for. We now have Rumbelo with rules and no model, and we have Creek Ruskalger, model with no rules. So quite interesting to see how long we're going to wait to see how the Verminator plays out. I think we've got a pretty good idea of what he's going to be. And then we've got Wilhelm Cheney, which is quite a good model. Um, but again... I'm not sure. I'm, 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 they're in the they're in the bath at the moment. Like they're washing up, so I can so I can glue them together on Saturday. Uh, the scale would be interesting, but honestly, Creek is is massive. Like I sort of emptied the packet into the bowl of water, and this just big splash happened because this rock of resin dropped out. So <laughs> he's um he's looking appropriate. That's kind of what we like to see, though, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. So <laughs> I think that's it from a Games Workshop, Blood Bowl news-wise. We've got one Kickstarter to talk about now, but obviously Grebo and Punga are brewing up some Chaos Dwarves and others, and there will be more news about those soon. And they are, all of them, looking really, really sweet. Uh, Rough and Tumble is a game being made. Now, don't worry too much about the game, but it's been made by Cross Lances. Now, Cross Lances did the... Um, the, the murdery princess ones did the leprechaun team i think ben is that right yeah this, they did yeah this yeah. is the this is the uh the hatron that that triplo loves um and it did in fact flag us up with this one so this is called rough and tumble and smuggled down deep inside what it looks to be quite an interesting game like hex based chess basically with some honestly just kind of more time models which is pretty cool They've got halflings and they've got skaven and there is a halfling and a skaven fantasy football team in there um and they look very similar to myth and goal kind of style like they don't look blood bowl proportioned they look kind of uh, probably more realistic portioned when it comes to these rat ogre model is quite cool they've got linemen they've got runners um they are on the slight size i think but no normally it's stl style with these so you can just uh print them up and when it comes to price wise that's uh, 12 pounds for a halfling fantasy football team it's 13 pounds for a rat fantasy football team and normally there's a double yeah 24 pounds for two fantasy football teams and the cool thing about 3d printing is you can scale them up or down so if you're in the market for an alternative halfling or skaven team cross lances has got you covered i don't think well i mean 3d print scaven team wise Punga's probably leading the way with that one but as for halflings, when it comes to 3D printed, it's kind of leprechauns or these ones, I think. I think this is this is definitely my favourite one. Like this is very like D and D halfling proportions, where yeah. they, like you say, they're kind of like more realistic. Yeah. Um, very yeah, they just remind me of like D and D halflings, which I, I actually really like, and they look they do really look the part for Blood Bowl. Like if these are released, you know, at any point, 
in the past like 20 years they would have been they could have been like official um <laughs> yeah I, could... I, I do i do like them a lot yeah i get that man especially they got the spikes they've got the arm and they've got the pauldrons they just look very appropriate um oh no yeah am i gonna have to back this now yeah i've already done that <laughs> <laughs> I do like Cross Lance's stuff. Um, every single Kickstarter that they do gets better. I like the sculpting quality. I do think they peaked with the princesses. I think that cartoony element of like their sculpting style, with their, they executed that brilliantly. But they've done some really, really, really great stuff. So, Blood Bowl news. We've got the big stuff coming on Saturday. Maybe we'll have some cool Blood Bowl stuff. We've got star players coming out. We've got the corn team landing soon. Not going to land soon enough for Bombember, which is a shame um because it would have been great to get them to the pitch but they'd have i mean earliest now guys would be sunday pre-order announcement for pre-order the following saturday so earliest we're looking at like the 13th of november i guess as for a corn release yeah i i i'm still i'm ambitious oh, sorry i'm optimistic that it will come before christmas but i'm not crossing my fingers for it it does feel like with the, that could be um... the release though it could be the announcement sorry <laughs> uh yeah i think i'm setting my expectations very very low although because i think i yeah. think it's a case of actually you know what we've got corn now so anything else is a bit of a win i wasn't ever expecting them to do a corn team i was absolutely wanting them to do a corn team and i still want them to do slanesh and zinch as well just because why would you not like genuinely why would you not yeah. at this point um, equal treatment equal treatment but i don't know there's just a bit of design space there um i'm still i'm still pitching for another for another stunty team i don't care what it is i just uh yeah you know, maybe maybe better goblins i don't know but we'll talk about goblins <laughs> in a minute i think that wraps up the news so we'll bounce into hobby Okay, so let's talk hobby. I can see that Ben's painting, and I'm pretty sure that Sam's painting at the moment as it is. So, guys, games, buying, painting, building, what's on the table? Sam, we'll start with you. So, obviously, I, you know, haven't left the Bombember team to the last minute. Uh, they're definitely not sat <laughs> on the desk half-painted. Uh, I mean, I'm a fair way through, and I've got I've got a week left, so they'll be done. That'll be fine. But I've actually been working on. I've had a couple of palette cleansers, um, random minis that I've had uh, printed and sent to me. Um, they're like not anything to do with uh, not anything to do with Warhammer. They they've been like D and D kind of characters or that sort of thing, but which I don't even play tabletop. They've just been really fun to to paint, just as like a, a side project. It's such a joy, isn't it? Like it's like a way of like I've always found that if you if you sort of like slip out of the hobby and you want to like just get back into painting, just finding something that's really random, that's unrelated to a game, and just painting something that you love is really yeah, well, cool. So there, well, there was no pressure to get them done. Mm -hmm. So I was painting it because I enjoyed them. Yeah. And on top of that, um, I was able to practice some new like techniques or just a, a few different styles while you while painting them because they're not going to be used for anything they're just going to gather dust now but they were good for uh good for practice and really really enjoyable yeah that gin you did was um really cool I love <laughs> still yeah. like I, 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 i've never really had it before you ever get like 
really proud of of, of a, a paint job that you've done, and, and you can't help but sort of occasionally because you sat on my desk, just pick him up and look at him and think, I did that. Yeah, a hundred percent. I always have one in front of me. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the one yeah, that always gets so me is the giant. That's uh, that's that's my, one you... my one. Anyway, so Sam, you've been trying out some new technique, going for the courted color scheme on a yeah. Space Marine as well. Yeah, so uh, I did the unthinkable one. To be fair, I didn't buy him. Uh, we dug him out of the attic because I knew we had Marines somewhere. Just, yeah, again, um, one random Space Marine. Don't plan on doing like an army. Just get to try some new stuff out. Ah, it's a good Brilliant. way to... Like Ben said, it's a good way to inspire you in the, into the hobby to just... I don't know, just trying and now to I feel... just paint something. And I feel kind of rejuvenated, so I can go back to doing the dwarfs without feeling like I've burnt out on them. Yeah, it's a good idea. Honestly, really good idea. Hang on, dwarfs? Yeah. Oh, did I let the cat out of the bag there? What? That's what is the, the... the Bob Vember team. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, surprised. Uh, I meant to send you a letter anyway. Well... Yeah. We'll talk about it when we get to Bombemba, all right? <laughs> Let's not spoil it too soon. <laughs> it's going to massively affect Ben's predictions here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get the predictions done first. Right, I actually do have, whoa, a giant picture of Sam's genie. I'm still working there. I'm still scrolling it down, scrolling it down. Man, your camera's good. Uh, da, 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 da. So, BT, your painting, is it? Is it Necrons? Is it Blood Bowl? Uh, currently, I'm actually I'm actually doing a um, something that's not a Necron. Um, <laughs> it's I, I uh, took on a, another commission um, from actually a fan of the podcast. Uh, I won't I won't dox them because I haven't said <laughs> they wanted to be revealed. Um, but uh, yeah, they 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 approached me and said, "Hey, I want a, like I, I do fancy doing a halfling team." And I said, "Yeah, sure." When the Necrons thing sort of dies down a bit. Um, Necron things has kind of died down a bit. Um, I'm I've still got more to do, but um, I'm on track to finishing it by the deadline. So I thought I'll take a little bit of a palette cleanser as well, and um, I'll reach out and do these halflings. And they're coming to November, so I've dug myself a grave and trying to paint this whole commission <laughs> in a week, um, which is kind of what inspired the topic that no, we're no, talking no. about, and is why I'm currently painting as we talk. I do love um, that. I but, do love. Yeah. So I mean, deadlines get jobs done. So. <laughs> <laughs> that is basically going to be yeah. what our main topic is about for today. I've got pens. Uh, I've got Sam's uh, genie up here, and um, yeah, man, you did a great job with the like the skin pickouts, the layering. It's like some parts of it almost look cell shaded. It's awesome. Well, that was the big thing I wanted to try was so that all of the skin, all the blue, uh, there's no washes on it. So a lot of the time, I know I call it cheating. It's not cheating because you know washes are a, a big part of, of painting but i've never really gone and layered up skin like that i normally one layer wash it then just quick highlight but that was sort of layered up from 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 the base no i'm it's really smooth yeah. i get such like dragon ball vibes from this guy that's one yeah. like, it's probably the color scheme definitely <laughs> no that's that is yeah. something to really be proud really of cool. that is an excellent paint job but like, proper leveled up there like really cool to see I haven't painted anything with that much care and attention for a long time. Um, which will definitely come in handy, though, in, this, in, in, in the main topic. So hobby-wise, I've done no hobby. 
Um, it has been a ridiculously busy three weeks. We were getting ready for the wedding, had the wedding, then went straight on honeymoon, which was awesome, and came back and literally had a day and then started my new job and then got to the weekend and then had another wedding where we went away for the weekend. Um, but it's really nice, really nice wedding, like two really nice weddings. And now this week is kind of just catching up with the real world. Um... I printed some stuff, which was nice. Uh, I printed some spaceships, just as like you guys said, just a palette cleanse. I was like, right, let's get the printer going. What can I print off? Oh, they've got these cool spaceships. Let's print them off. That'd be nice. And then tried to print off the bases and it all went horribly wrong because um, printing bases is just unnecessarily difficult. Printing circles is hard. Because <laughs> uh, you is. either have it to print really hard. Them, yeah, you either have to print them flat on the base or which is bad which is what i did with a raft but a 0.3 mil raft which was too small which meant i had to like crack it off that was awful i had to order a stanley knife just to get it off the plate um it's not fun uh or you kind of have to like you have to support it and what happens is like the ring around the bottom of the base just it is just a bit jagged and a bit garbagey yeah it just gets gnarled up yeah yeah it's bad times so, I find it's just generally a thing with printing. It's like the flatter something is, the worse it's going to come out. <laughs> like the easiest things, the things that are like really complex and like have loads of surfaces because you don't get the lines on them as obvious either. Yeah, um, just prints out just flat surfaces. They struggle. Prints out nice, um, but no cool ships, and that's fun. And there's nothing to print blood bowl wise at the moment for me, um, which is quite nice. I did smash out the painting of a giant just before, just so we could film the three giant games which have been outrageously fun. So, I mean, do a bit of Blood Bowl talk, as we tend to do on this podcast. Giants. They're so fun. 350, 350,000 as an inducement. Like, they are... They're not cheap, right? And definitely the, the right thing to do is to take Hackflem if you can. Um, but Mighty Blow plus two multiple block is just awesome when you're strength seven. That's two strength <laughs> five blocks. It's wicked. And they're movement seven and everyone forgets about the giant blitz because seven squares of movement yeah. is a monstrous amount of pitch. Um, Like one of the games I played with them, one of the coaches was contemplating trying to get the ball to the giant because that was 14 plus squares of movement. I was like, actually, I can score if the giant gets the ball here. <laughs> Um, and yeah, you can, <laughs> because that is what, that's six, that's 18 squares. Is that 18 squares with, with some rushes that the giant can get it? Oh, it's just got edge five plus though, which does suck a bit. Um, but they have been such good fun and hilariously they get drawn to each other. But I think if a team could take a giant and the other one couldn't, it would be a very good equalizing factor. I sadly and this falls the same with all kind of star players and stuff i think hack phlegm and a wizard is going to be better than a giant as you get hack phlegm's edge all the time and the, the 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 wizard fireball gets you the opportunity to create a turnover to pop out a ball so that you can swoop in and get it with your outrageous edge one plus thing i think that's probably a better combo if you're 350 down and you can take hack phlegm but oh, i don't know i strongly recommend anybody who's got a league or anything like that or just a day to play blood bowl have a giant week or a giant day because it's try it. It's completely yeah. it's completely different. Like I definitely played suboptimally because I was like, ooh, giant. Like let's do things with the giant. If I'd just not used the giant, I probably would have played better. But I don't know, man. Just when you 
knock down two people in one turn with a giant piece and then mighty blow plus two and it's just wicked like that's probably been my blood bowl highlight for the last multiple months is just having giants everywhere so good 10 out of 10 would recommend been a long time coming yeah did like that uh games wise have you guys got any fun games in recently uh, we played a game against each other, didn't we, Sam? We did, actually, yeah. I was just popped into my <laughs> mind as well. Oh, yeah, really I think that was the only tabletop game I've played recently in the last couple of weeks. But yeah, we tried um, one-paid rules. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen this like on social media and like um, like YouTube and stuff like pop up more and more frequently. And um, yeah, we gave it a go. And it's just sort of like, it's it's kind of like an open source like Warhammer template. I can yeah. best describe it. it. It's it's all like um like community funded and stuff, and they've got like quite a successful Patreon, and um they've pretty much broken down Warhammer into its kind of kind of like a core game that is kind of easier to refine, easier to like balance and things like that, and it's just simple and fun, and we had a great time. Yeah. You, you, yeah. just, you hit the head the way you described it, didn't you? Um, it's like they, I mean, they've got a bunch of different like Warhammer kind of games. They? They've got the fantasy, they've got uh, like the sci-fi, and a different, and then you've got the skirmish size or the war game size. But they've all at their core, they've all got the same kind of uh, rules. You know, everything behaves the same, uh, moves the same. You've got the same actions you can take. Weapons do basically the same thing, and mm-hmm. uh, so if you can play one. You can play them all, and it doesn't take long to learn, did it? What was that? That was our first time playing, and it took us was it an hour, hour and a half? Yeah, yeah. It was. It's just so smooth, and like we tried. Even if they've got some, um, the core game is free, um, but they've got some optional, like about the Patreon, and got some optional, um, extra rules, like the full rule book, and um, we tried some things from that. So like we, there's like a fatigue mechanic that we tried out, um, which didn't come up too much, but I think could be interesting in a bigger battle, especially with like skeletons or something. Um, wonder, don't talk to me about skeletons. I wonder if we could chat with them and <laughs> see if they wanted to make a one-page rules fantasy football game. <laughs> Maybe. I, I think Blood Bowl's in a pretty good space, though. They it doesn't seem, need to, be it going after, they seem to be going after everything, don't they? Um, yeah, that's true. There is a Battlefield I, Gothic one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Like, Blood Bowl was in a very good rule space. But, like, it is nice to see these other games take a bit of traction. I think the first time I think I ever experienced this was with, um, oh man, what? The Rick Priestley game. I don't, was it Black Powder or Hail Caesar? When he did Hail Caesar. And oh, it was yeah. like a, a different take on Warhammer. That and when Mantic released Kings of War. It was like, oh, there's a different way to play. Like, you can key in to different things, and I love the Age of Sigma models, but the game is just, I have more fun at work. Um, you know, <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's a lot of like study, and I don't know. It feels like if they took like a miniature war game and the least fun bits of Phoenix Wright. And and made it like a courtroom war game. It's like, oh my god, right? It's it's as if Yu-Gi-Oh uh, was based on a miniatures game, not a card game. That's how I see Age of Sigma. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's got some comparisons to Yu-Gi-Oh for sure. You've seen the uh, I'm the Joey. Meme, haven't you? The Yu-Gi-Oh Power Creep one, where it's 
then and now. Have you seen that? And <laughs> no, like the, no. the so the, the image is like then was like uh, I can't remember the name of the card, but the card's description was like this card gains three hundred attack power for every dragon your opponent controls. Nice and simple. And then now it's like a the card has like a wall of text and it's like an XYZ fusion dragon and it's <laughs> like three or four paragraphs of text and the guy's like i don't know what this means <laughs> that's how i feel about age of sigma like everyone complained that fantasy was complicated but man i don't understand age of sigma like, i don't, don't get it you don't whip out your uh, proprietary dual scope <laughs> and with like a little microscope to read your card yeah that's why i love blood bowl it's because there's a ton of stuff you can bolt on like a ton of extra stuff and death zone you know you've got all of sam's favorite weather charts and things like that but like you don't need it. You can play a pickup game of Blood Bowl. Blood Bowl 7s is the best way to do this. You choose four positionals and you add up to 600 with the rest, right? And then you just play a game. Or you go deeper and have a tournament with constructed rules. Or you have a full league with the RPG element of it. But it's still... it's. I don't know whether it's just because of how it's structured. It's like bit by bit by bit you have a league game and then another week you have another league game and two things have changed. One of your guys is hurt. One of your guys is better. Like it's a small variable. Like it's it's bit by bit. Um, I feel like AOS and stuff like that these days is like jumping straight into playing a league game in Blood Bowl with a two million team. Like and you're like, right, he does what now? And plus um, more. How does yeah. that? Yeah, and giants. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but not enough giants. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the big thing is Blood Bowl. Every skill that any player can take is in the rule book. Yeah. So if you have the rule book, you understand what everyone's players can do. Whereas in Age of Sigma, They're everyone's uh, well, not just Age of Sigma, everyone has like army specific rules and then a unit has a special thing it can do under certain circumstances, but not under a full moon and only when, you know, oh, mate, uh, it's, it's the third worse, Sunday though. of uh, <laughs> But it's even Stop worse than that. It's because there's so many of them. Are you wearing a blue so t shirt? Similar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, my shields Actually. do this, but your shields sometimes do this, and your shields do this instead. And it's like, oh, they're just shields. Do you know what shields used to do? Plus one yeah. armor save. Uh, one that armor. Was it. Yeah, plus one armor save. And if you had a hand weapon as well, you got plus two to your armor save. Uh, but no one ever did that because everyone took spears. Um, um, and it was fine. <laughs> and it was fine. Oh, they man. actually upgraded it. Hand and shield eventually used to give you a six plus ward save. What? Parry. It was called. Yeah. Eighth edition. Hand weapon and shield. As long uh so if you were charged in the front and you had a hand weapon and shield, you got a six plus parry save against melee attacks. Um, on top of your armor save. Was that instead of the duplicate plus one armor? Yeah. So you get plus one armor for the shield. Yeah. And then you also get a six plus parry. Okay. Well, in the before times, you used to get plus two to your armor save with a hand weapon and shield. That's why, that's why swordsmen were so good in empire armies. It's because they were WS four and they had mm-hmm. a four plus armor save with light armor. And you were like, yeah, yeah, I'm a high elf. That was good times. Uh, <laughs> good times. Good it took three hours to play the game and about three four hundred pounds to build an army, but uh, the stress was really low. Unless you miscast and blew up your wizard. Yeah. That was the best. That was well, the absolute best. Then it was good laugh. Maybe that's what they should bring into Blood Bowl next. Wizards with power dice. Ah, oh, power dice. <laughs> You're dreaming, Ben. It's my favourite. It's my favourite mechanic. 
my favorite mechanic i love the power dice mechanic <laughs> groovy so you guys got some gaming in we've had a couple of blood bowl games as well ben which has been really good fun and you can go and watch them now because the bonehead championship is game nine is coming out this weekend so halfway there now which is cool yeah. and all the teams are it's been fun it's been really fun um to chop and change and see how they're developing some teams have been more lucky than others Ah, oh, skaven had a very bad game <laughs> as skaven tend to do uh i'm really glad that was caught on camera um no wicked cool any more for any more on the hobby buying building well like, are you guys picking up corn are you not going to pick up corn i have to pick oh, i'm up sure corn. i will you know gotta pick up corn sam yeah. frenzy garner gotta pick up corn <laughs> absolutely <laughs> I, I'll, I'll pick up one, but I'll probably get a different. I'll get a proxy for the, the big guy. Um, yeah. yeah, I really, I really sure. like your pit lord. Oh, that pit lord is really good. The, yeah. That's Grebo, isn't it, Ben? Oh yeah, the Grebo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe wait yeah, till they sure. redo it in Gree Blood though. Um, because when they do the yes, Gree Blood, hundred percent do. Yes. Otherwise, you'll be. <laughs> yeah. I think I've gone through about three bottles of super glue in repairing those wings. So. You didn't pin them. Uh, I have now. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, it just took three bottles. <laughs> oh, Sam, you got the proper bloodthirst, haven't you, Sam? So you 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 are familiar with the it. need Sam, to. You sold it. I sold it on. Yeah, oh, after Tombstone, I retired him, and I uh, I sold him on to Rich. Oh wow! Okay. So... But yeah, no, that one was resin actually. That was so that the, the original sculpt of that bloodthirster was metal, but I got the. I think it was fail cast, to be honest. Ah, oh, fail cast. Yeah, all the old resin stuff, all metal stuff is. Yeah. Ah, oh, Games Workshop been through some stuff, haven't they? Like the... they put us through some stuff as well. Well, yeah, fail cast, <laughs> killing off Warhammer, and then uh, Warhammer minus has been interesting <laughs> too. Uh... First time, first time I saw you type. Assumed it was a typo, and I was like, no, actually, that's a slide. Oh, no. And then you did it again. No, it's a, it's, <laughs> it's a thing. I cannot give it a plus, I'm afraid. Um, the painting tutorials have been good. Uh, uh, but when you have to advertise your service as having over 120 minutes of content, then, yeah. you're, <laughs> then you're trying too hard. Yeah. Then you're trying a little too hard. <laughs> uh, it's like, oh, no. Oh, no. Anyway, talking about painting, we should bounce into our main topic, which is about how to desperately paint up a tournament team in no time at all. And we're back. So uh, Ben and I were chatting yesterday. We were like, hey, we've got the podcast coming out. Corn team isn't just here yet. What should we talk about instead? And Ben, you had a great suggestion. What was it? Yeah, so I think at the time um, I was rapidly painting up this team um, for the tournament and I thought maybe we can talk about rapidly painting up a team for a tournament. Um, we've got one coming up. Uh, it's actually, I said two weeks before, it's just one week of recording. Um, it's nine days. That's, it? that's nine more days than I normally spend. Yeah, it's true. It's Yeah, it's close. Yeah, it's, it's close enough. Um, but yeah, as we got on rapidly approaching, I thought, yeah, we'll give it a out i've we've we've all painted up teams pretty quickly in the past um nothing nothing like a deadline to get your get your ass in gear so um yeah i thought <laughs> we could offer up some advice absolutely so 
when was the last time you guys we'll ignore ben right now painting his team when was the last time you went through the rigmarole of going oh i need to get this team ready stat like tonight I'm, it's happening to me right now <laughs> <laughs> they're not finished oh <laughs> uh, like fantastic so when was the last time i had to do it ben what was the last tournament we played in or we we did isle of white sandball yes do you remember what team i took <laughs> oh my god what is oh, going it's on snotlings. it was the snotling team yeah. was already painted actually all i had to do was paint up hack phlegm and i still left that to the last flipping minute um <laughs> all right i guess the last time i desperately painted so it was probably for the youtube and that was well that was six teams uh and yeah before that it was the six teams for seven super series i am not good at that um and yeah it can be done you have to i think i'm going to open up with the obvious here it's okay to not do an amazing job because 100 percent colors stuff picked out and i cannot stress this enough basing and it doesn't have to be complicated but if your team looks finished that's all you need like i i so many times i've just been like you know what let's get the colors on let's this is going to be my top tip which will surprise absolutely none of you but cover it in agrax and then um you know put some static grass on and you're good to go that it that's that's finished enough for me i guess is probably where i would start if you're like oh i got a tournament and i got a paint team and i've got probably about two evenings to do it in like you just be okay with the fact that actually it's going to be real basic standard and you know what nobody at the tournament is going to care at all like no one's going to care and a great thing is with most tournaments is if you don't paint your team if you just have it primed again nobody's really going to care that's the beautiful thing about blood bowl is it is a board miniature hybrid game like if you play warhammer or something you've got some wicked terrain and one person's playing with a gray mess and one person's paid it. it it can you know affect the the cinema of the moment but in blood bowl you're playing on a cardboard pitch uh and you know you've got tokens and stuff on it, it it's a board game it's okay so if you can't get it done don't worry about it and just be aware that your standards will not be as good as Sam's genie, or in fact, <laughs> quartered color scheme, Sam. <laughs> that would probably be my starting point. You guys got any any starting messages? I guess to this process. You definitely summed summed up what I was going to start with as well. Just yeah, it just doesn't it doesn't have to be perfect. And like a lot of I guess what we'll talk about is is often like cutting corners because that's kind of what you want to do if you're saving time like that you can spend hours and hours and hours making sure shading is right I think even when I did the the live stream for the nobility team for 24 hours I didn't complete it because I spent far too long just trying to like get one part of it looking right and it just killed so much time and if I just stuck with the original look it would have ended up like 95% of what it ended up looking like and I would have shaved off like eight <laughs> and hours. And yeah. yeah, so, but you live and learn. And like, um, yeah, just like Ben said, it doesn't have to look perfect. It just, you'd be surprised how much it comes together, even just adding a, a nice base. Um, yeah. Sam, what do you think? Um, it, pretty much echoing your guys' thoughts. Um, so I think as you get closer and closer to the deadline, your standards will kind of slip a little. But if you're just looking to get it finished, that's fine. 
my mind this happened to me with the dwarfs as well uh, like the, the one that i did first like the the test the proto model was kind of took me hours and hours and he's he's great looking but then as i've gone they've got progressively i don't want to say sloppier but i've like i said i've cut corners used shortcuts contrasts um some people don't like them but they will be a massive time saver if you if you need to just get you know uh that spot color on the the armor if you just need to get that armor color on bang like, there's a contrast color for it just whack it all on and that does your, your base and your and your shade and your, your saved hours so yeah sure should we talk about tips then? So Sam's yeah, already no. Sam's already opened the gates by using contrast. Um, I've to this day I think I've only used like two different contrasts. Are you a contrast? No, you are technical. <laughs> that is one contrast paint then. Um, and I, it's been fine. Like I've you know subscribed to the the Duncan two thin coats, but I'm lazy, so I just do one thin coat and then shade it using Agrax. Um, but I think I'm going to chuck out a top tip there that this works for everything I paint, basically, that I don't intend to just do an absolutely outstanding paint job on, which I have yet to achieve, uh, which is if you want to cut a corner, use a coloured primer. And there's two angles to this for me, especially with, with, with Blood Bowl. There's the brown primer from Army Painter or a color that you are going to paint your team in okay so i've used the green and the brown from army painter brown army painter is excellent because if you don't want to pick out a color it just looks like dirt like you can go and you can do all the other stuff and anything you don't want to get back to or there's a crevice or something like that you've got brown there it's, and, and once you've agraxed it it will kind of blend in and you kind of end up with this muddy thing works really 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 well but also like your color scheme for your team like if you're going to have a green team like go for it use green primer like that's absolutely fine it will get most of your color down it will tie it in and then there are going to be some times where you're painting a blood bowl team and you're like is that armor is that undershirt like is that is that shorts is that his ass i don't know um but it doesn't matter you know what it's now green like it's already green like move on <laughs> like move on so my top tip for painting at all is uh, honestly, army armor army painter under your know, fancy colored. It's the same price, right? It's like eight pounds. Everything and everything is eight pounds. So actually, this is just massively helpful. I use brown for everything, but actually, if I've got a team I want to paint green, which has got to be probably fifty percent of my teams, I'll just use the green version, and it's it's perfect. And you can just build up from there. Thing of my um piggyback off of that and say like to go like, another, another good tip that i found is um the other people have found i'm not going to pretend it's, it's, it's gospel that i discovered but um like just use big things like i think you so a lot of people can waste time like with like a small brush just like picking out details and things it's just like if you just get a fat old brush hang on i've probably got uh I've got one like here, but like, this is like a brush I would use. This is not going to help anyone listening on audio, but this is like a fat, <laughs> really fat, cheap brush. Yeah. I think I bought in a huge bulk. And if I have like, I'll find the color on the model that's going to be the dominant color that's going to take the longest to paint, be that like, it could be a flesh tone if they're like shirtless or something, or it could be like their clothes. Blood Bowl teams are really good because they're usually wearing like a color, like the whole, the whole lot. Um, 
get get a big brush, get the paint and just slap it on. Like, don't care about picking out details, just get colours on and work in order of surface area with bigger brushes. And it's amazing how much time it saves just having a big brush. Don't worry about two thin coats if you're painting quick. Like, two thin coats going to get you a more even layer for sure. But you'd be surprised how nice one fat coat can look. Um, as long as you just don't let it pull up too much in areas. Yeah. Just, just get paint on a palette, water it down so it's thin enough, and then just cover it. Try and avoid two if you can, to be honest. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah you can I, always come back later and pick out and highlight and like go over another layer if you have. That's it. Yeah, and you're you're exactly right. I don't know if, if the, you guys you can see on camera. This is probably not going to pull out very well on the green screen. But I've got a random punga rotta, and I painted it brown, and then I painted on its yellow stuff, and then I painted on its flesh stuff. And quite honestly, once I've agraxed that, you can then pick out anything fancy you want. That dude's done. Like like Ben says, just big areas, big colors. Go go go. Like, and it's all right. And mm -hmm. I think I'm going to jump in here and just say that I, I painted up the sevens teams and now I've painted up these teams and they're not great. But I know that if I wanted to make them better, they're already painted now. So if I want to go back and add a couple of extra layers of paint, like it's going to be fine. Like if I want to do some bits and make them look better. I, I can so don't be like oh I, I you know i've got this chaos team and i want to make them look really good I'm like yeah that's fine you can still go back like you know get it painted for the tournament and then you can still go back and then do all the work you've already got something to work on at that point mm. so top tips so far we've got use contrasts that's cool you've got cheat massively with ben's patented undercolor just one spray it i'm running a brown team today uh you know and like Ben says, big colors, big brush, big time save. Yeah, work in order of surface area. Yeah, yeah they used to do that, um, that kind of painting technique of what was it? Was it painting painting out? Like painting from the yeah. inside out? But that, that is the reverse of what Ben is saying here. Um, kind of. You want to paint... Uh, sometimes. Paint, paint, yeah. big to, paint big to little as opposed to um, the other way around where the, the areas... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I like that. Sam, any top tips? My uh, my tip actually runs sort of counterpoint to yours because I spray everything white. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just pulled out some colours here. If I undercoat something white, I've got uh, Black Templar, Gulliman Flesh, and Snakebite Leather. Those three will cover... Those three contrast colours will cover 50% of the Blood Bowl model. All right. Um, and all, it, you need, all you need left... Yeah. If you're painting contrast, it's, it's, definitely, yeah, yeah, use the appropriate undercut. I don't know how well it's contrast not, would work over brown. I don't think it would, but uh, yeah. So if you if your last minute team's not even started, then spray them white and slap loads of contrast on them, and you cannot you cannot go wrong. <clears throat> oh, just drop my guy. That's fine. At least I'm not sorting out the painting thing. Now, can we talk bases real quick? So yeah. I I base mine as i build them like i'll build the guys and then well because of how i operate i will build a team undercoat it and then move on forever and then go oh i need that team where is it and then it's ready to go so when building your team decide how you want to do the bases if you want to do it real quick you can buy some bases i think we've all been there where we've got either 3d printed bases resin bases the games workshop shattered earth ones actually paint up really cool as like a dungeon kind of terrain um you don't have to do your bases 
I am a big fan of like PVA and sand, but that's probably because I am I am now very old. No, school. I'm hundred percent agree. Like P I PVA and sand everything. <laughs> it's so much there. faster. It's so much faster than faffing around with basing material and trying to avoid feet, especially if they're already on it. Yep. Just dunk it in PVA. Oh, not dunk a hard model in PVA. That do not do that. Um, <laughs> just and finish put your PVA yeah. on. Yeah, <laughs> I found something I've done recently actually is I've put my PVA in a tiny little dropper bottle. Like it's, it's one that looks like like a you, you know any paint dropper, dropper bottles there. I do. But I bet it means you took you can get like a giant dropper bottle. Proper yeah that's yes yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah that's... there's something small that you can get inside the feet with and then yeah and then it saves you even more time yeah i i and use like very exactly. cheap very bad like brushes yeah bad brushes. For, for pva and then just throw them in a river uh when i'm finished with it. <laughs> no you reuse them as much it's as you can you yeah no you reuse them as much as you can and then you give up and it turns into a pva formed cocktail stick and you carry on using it in fact i use my cocktail stick is is good like yes actually... <laughs> yeah <laughs> i use my patented uh, citadel tool oh you've got the spreader um, have you yeah, the, uh, the flat end and the, and the thin end that but, is a hundred percent the cheekiest thing i think games workshop have ever made they swear by it. It's really, really good. That, that, and <laughs> well, do you know what? I, I think the painting handle is also the other most like yes. obvious. Are you, are you seriously selling me this? That it turns out to be quite useful. You know how you hold that model with your hand? What if you <laughs> held something else that held that model? <laughs> that was my attitude to begin with. And I tried it and I was like, wow, this is the future. But yeah. I still cannot buy a spray stick. I won't buy one. Like, I, I don't understand the, the idea behind it. I use shelves as a spray stick. Or bits of wood. I, I use like you know the, the back of an, an empty cereal box and just pop the models on that and go out and spray them. Like, yeah. It's, it's going to go in bit anyway. What I've the... got a I've got a, a a cardboard pizza base from yeah, yeah. A hot and spicy from 2019. <laughs> nice. There you go. That is really good. <laughs> see, see how many different yeah, colours are on it. Sainsbury's. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> It used to be an old celebrations tin lid because you flip it upside down, it's got the rim so stuff doesn't fall off. Oh, oh genius. That is good. We lost. That is good. Oh, yeah, I've just switched that off for a sec, champs, as we're not um, not talking about anything. Um, I, uh, Craig has used a PC before. Um, I know that because I now have that PC and you can see on the top where he's got uh, rings. It's quite hilarious. Um, it was black. He's undercoated something black on it, and you can see twenty-five mil bases, like ten of them, on top of the <laughs> on top of the tower unit. I'm like, oh, what an absolute animal! But but fair enough. So yes, build the team all in one go. Decide what you're going to do basing wise. If you build them one night and then to put your PVA and stuff on it on the bases, you can leave them, and then the next time you prime them all done. I am a big fan of um, prime and base like together. So that it's just it's done. Yeah. It's not the fanciest way of doing it, but it, it will rush you to completeness even quicker. Uh because it, it all blends in. Like it all blends in. This is why I'm so pro brown. Like, is because it the ground is brown, shadows near the ground, they're also brown now. Um areas you can't reach with your brush. 
they're also brown um so it's 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 very 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 useful and you can kind of go for it now actually painting the bases it, it depends on how you roll i mean if you if you've got fancy spreader tools like sam you've probably got the games workshop textured uh, free range paints um as well um, uh yes ghrelin yeah and that used, yeah. do you know what that does the same thing you can get vallejo um texture paste as well i've got a ton of it left over from the flames of war team yankee days um and it's really good stuff like that's fine just get some texture down there and then again like when you're looking at layers for this the actual base itself you just want a solid color and then either dry brush over it or again i'm going to say it use agrax or a contrast paint which is a music i've got dark oath flesh that i've tended to use as a contrast paint for browning stuff like for just chucking over sand and things like that paint the edge black black is the correct choice here <laughs> yeah yeah no no disagreements here <laughs> unless in blood bowl you want to color code your positionals so like use red for blitzes and blue that i think that's i think that's a, it's not a bad way to do things at all either and then any kind of static flock just to break up that ground area it doesn't need to be over the whole base just a few dabs of pva chuck it in there it breaks up the base you can also use it to hide anything you've missed when it comes to the base and 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 you're done like it's it's two stages but I, the basing is my favorite bit that will take a model from barely painted to finished and i can you can top it up later so and this is why i love small scale models as well because whether you're painting 15 mil three mil whatever cool base it just gives it a cool effect and it ties it together. Hundred percent, yeah. So a very easy way to make a model complete. Yeah, and you can come back to it. And uh, when it comes to Blood Bowl, if you don't have numbers or transfers or anything like that, just grab a sharpie and write underneath it, sharpie, white paint, Tipex, whatever you've got. Just number your players underneath the base, and you can come back and tidy up later. Um, I think that's probably something else to mention is because with all of these techniques, you can come back and undo them. Yeah. If you if you are like, oh, I really wish I'd done a better job with that. Now I've ruined the model. None of these tips that you've ruined the model. Like, if you've put your contrast on too heavy, um, you just base coat that little bit again and highlight it to your desire. Like, if you've agraxed the heck out of something, these paints aren't that thick. Like, this is not humbral paint. Okay, you were not taking an Airfix model and painting it in <laughs> what is essentially rubber like that's not <laughs> come on do you remember the little tins that you had to use a yeah. spoon oh, to yeah. open and then it just solidified on the inside i was like... very young when they when i used those yeah man <laughs> oh the smell of airfix glue in the morning and the evening and the afternoon we well, don't remember the afternoon because of the smell of the airfix glue it's uh <laughs> it's a simpler time i remember building a rhino in my room with the window closed and the door closed and ian got a headache and started moaning and had to go and sit outside it was hilarious incredible i know <laughs> stupid boy cool so what other tips and things like this are helpful ben i do i have noticed um a, another pretty handy one um so it kind of, from what I was saying about like, you don't spend too long, like just going through laboriously highlighting something, a really good way to get a highlight is, and it's a little bit more like stylized perhaps, but really bold highlights are very quick to do and very effective. So if you don't want to go through and kind of like, you know, layer up um, a nice gradient or like you don't want to edge highlight everything, 
just get like a really bright color like if you're using like a blue get like a really bright blue close to white like if you're using red maybe a yellow something like bright and stark and then just slap that on an edge and you or like a corner and things like that it's it's you start doing it and you think wow this looks wrong but as you do it to like the whole model you end up with a kind of a quite a stylized like look but Serious it's a cool pop. finish and it's not that much effort i have never I think how, like, I am um, always too scared to do that when it comes to my painting yeah. it's so. it it will you you start painting through it and you'll probably think this doesn't look too finished but stick with it and just get it to a point where the model is like done and that's a pretty damn fast and effective way of painting. You can be, it can work pretty well. Like think how like comic books look. That's just all mm. like two colors that highlight each other. Hey, it's kind of like that sort of style. Sam, maybe you should try it on the red areas of that marine. I'm gonna. <laughs> that's gonna be orange. Uh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm not gonna do the, the 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 in vogue thing where they they edge highlight every single angle. Of oh man, it yeah. looks awful. Like I've yeah. I've been enjoying the painting videos, but there's a reason they only show you completing one leg. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. It takes a long time. Yeah, no, I, I no, 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 no. That is not. This is not the video for that. So, um, yeah, on the way of highlighting, Ben, that's a really great shout. I am partial to uh, a cheeky dry brush, to be honest with you. So, yeah. my my painting thing is undercoat a model brown or green. Um, pick out the bold areas like the block areas. Pick your, your flesh out. Pick your uniform out. Pick your secondary uniform color. Pick out anything in brown or black that you want to be. Now I wouldn't always, if you're doing this quick, I wouldn't always worry too much about belt loops and about belts to be honest with you. Like pick out the metal. It doesn't matter. Like there's no reason they can't have a red belt with a red shirt. Like it's not a problem. So pick out uniform colors. Pick out the flesh. Pick out anything that you want to be a different color. And I personally am an Agrax guy, so you chuck on that shade. If you're using contrast already, you've already got that shading thing. Then what I'll do is if I want to make a model pop or it's a bit dull or I've gone too heavy on the Agrax because I like to use this brush, which is a large dry brush for my, for my Agrax in, which in itself is probably a terrible technique. Um, I'll just get the base color and I say dry brush. It's more of a wet brush, like just kind of get the, get a bit of paint on the brush bit of a tissue pop it off and then just downward strokes on the areas of the like so if i've painted it red and then i've agraxed it i've let it dry i'll get base red on my brush again and then i will just pop a bit of the paint off and then just down brush on it or i'll use the same color for the whole model before agrax if i'm not going to have time to go and do the different colors and so this is a really really cheaty lazy way and is one of those ones that is harder to undo um is it carac stone what's oh man what's what's the skull color these days what's bleach bone now called it's been through oh, a couple, I, couple of iterations um, i can't see it i can't see i it. have no idea i'm not the one to ask here whatever the heck bone is that's something yeah, screaming skull did you i think that's what it is yeah yeah Yes, thank yeah, you, Sam. Perfect. Screaming Skull. That one or um, the creepy greenish kind of flesh tone if you're kind of like a, a nurgly or undead thing, dry brush that on your model. Just a little bit light. What it does is it, it just naturally picks out 
there's the standard colors and then when you agrax that goes into the shade you've got a oh. bit of an overall thing that kind of ties the model in together um it's a really lazy boy way to do it i'll do it when i and I then i also get the base as well so it kind of just ties it in it is a bit why all of my paint schemes look very matte and they do kind of blend in together but it's because i i mean i spent years and years and years painting tanks and let me tell you brown green and some kind of dusty dry brush <laughs> is is like that's your jam right doesn't matter what scale tank you're painting brown green and a dusty dry brush and you are there so this also works for blood bowl you know to get it done really quickly like that is the that is the lazy boy method for me is a color undercoat pick out your areas do a dry brush to highlight and then agrax or if you've got more time do an agrax then highlight the individual colors if you want more pop and dry brush your base chuck on some sand paint black around the edge and your model is finished and you can get a team done in about four hours easy uh, i did it with the zinch team when i took them to where did we take them? That must have been Marnable, one of the Marnable Stunty Cups. I had a Cinch Demon team that I used as Lizardmen. Um, pink Horrors for the Crocs, for the Sauruses, and uh, the Blue Horrors for Skinks. This was back in the before times. And um, just, yeah, got them, got them done in the evening. Base painted, dry brush, wash, base. Four hours, basically. I started at seven, I got done just about 11 o'clock. That is nice. impressive. That's really impressive. I, I thought I was, I thought I was being quick with these dwarfs, but that's mad. <laughs> no, I, I think I think the quality would yours would be much 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 better. But like, I just wanted a team painted, like because yeah. it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. And I guess something we cannot stress enough is, you know, don't paint them if you don't want to paint them. If you want it, but I do recommend like getting an event like this. And I think we should probably say this, although we kind of this is kind of an assumed point. But if you want to take a team to a tournament, a tournament you know you're going to months in advance, paint your team months in advance. Yeah, do as we say, not as we do. That's that's the thing here. We like we don't do that. Oh, like, it's, it's, it's I need terrible. it to be within two weeks to actually do it. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I painted my I painted an entire giant the evening before recording the YouTube because I was like, oops. I, I really need to get around yeah. to doing that. Um, but I love my green giant. I think he's brilliant. Good boy, Trigidus. It's a great model. Probably my, my favourite 3D printed one. So that's my full method. Do you guys have... Do you want to talk through your, your full method? I don't, I don't have much to add, to be fair. My method, like, I mean, this is less advice because it requires extra things but the fastest the single fastest thing you can do to speed up painting is get an airbrush but i know that's just like buy stuff which isn't always the best advice um is that right that being though, said, for 12 models for 12 models no no that's... don't like it's not worth it like it, but if you paint regularly and you want to paint regularly fast yeah it's worth it for sure okay. I've, I've saved way more in time than it ever cost um but I do paint quite often. So it's it's one of these things. If you do paint often, I would say hands down the best thing you can get um, if speed is, is of your interest. Like you can slap on black, gray, sorry, Ben, uh, could be brown, 
you know, um, then like a white zenithal from above highlight and then a color like in ink. So the ones I'm doing at the moment are blue ink over a zenithal and you end up with a gradient and it took me 20 minutes to get to an entire team with a gradient highlight all over. So it's like, I, you couldn't do that with a brush. That, um, is, that is next level. But, yeah, so it, it's it, yeah, it's like um, it's just that's 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 the one thing. But I don't always like saying people should do that because they are expensive. Um, and yeah, I don't really like suggesting spending money as a tip. So, but yeah. I I, th I think it's a fair thing to suggest. Like at the end of the day, uh, when I was thinking about this earlier on, so I don't have an airbrush. But I did think like, oh man, if if I was pressed for time, I would. <laughs> I think one of those would really really uh save me save me some time they but, do yeah yeah they are just big time savers really that's that's all like you can you can achieve what an airbrush does with enough brush work or like enough brush brush control but um having said that, i i know so when, I, when i'm scrolling and stuff and i see paint jobs normally i can tell that they've used an airbrush and mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. There's something about the finish. Not maybe it's the blend or something. I noticed it on trips black orcs actually. They look dusty. About... No, yeah. maybe yeah, maybe that's what it is. They get speckled. You see, you can see speckles yeah. and like the type, the type of like um the type of blend transition. Is... Yeah, there's something sort about... of like too smooth. <laughs> yeah, it's so yeah. smooth. And I'm like, yeah. that's not a brush. That can't be airbrush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean. So when I first got back into the hobby, airbrushes were—I guess they became mainstream while I was gone. Um, I kind of looked at them like cheating, you know. Yeah, That's Ben. Cheating. Yeah, <laughs> but it's—it's it's not, is it? It's, it's an entirely different way of doing it. And... I don't think there's anything that you with painting. There's nothing really you can do that is cheating. I feel like no. it's there's there's time savers and there's. Um, yeah, time savers yeah, and low standards. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much what we're saying. That's the advice we're giving. By yeah. cheating, I meant like you know you achieve uh, better standards with less effort. But I yeah, don't. I don't think that's true because airbrushing there's there's skill to it, isn't there? There's this technique. I I couldn't pick one up and and do it because I've never used one. Yeah, there there is skill to it, and they do take getting used to. But you also you are also right with they are less effort. Oh, like really? the reason I do it is because it's less effort. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Like it's, it's a time saver. So it's like if I were to brush like this kind of gradient, I would be way more effort. So they are hundred percent less effort. But you are also right. Yeah, they are not. They they are their own beast, and you can achieve um, really good results with skill with them as well. So. Any any other tips from you sam about your your process not really i mean if i'm in a rush i use contrast and that's about it <laughs> i really like that so we've got sam saying contrast works really well we've got ben who's potentially there from a, an airbrush angle as well and we've got me who's old school but lazy in probably the the worst way like the most the worst techniques but you know there's that's three different ways to do it and yeah. there's just so much potential but when a team is painted even if it's painted poorly and lazy that's the point at which it gets its identity and you can always go back and if you're chilling out you know 
your partner's watching garbage TV and you just want to paint some stuff, but you don't know what to paint. Well, actually, you know, get your team and redo the yellow, you know, do the yellow edge highlighting as you're chilling out. And over time, you'll be able to level up that team and it will just start to look something really special. Or maybe you'll paint a team and then you'll be like, actually, I can do this better. And you'll pick up another box of it and go back and do it. Because this, I think we've had a couple of guys in, in our league who've done this. Ian is the cracking one. He painted his human team and then was like, hmm, I can do a better job because Ian's that kind of guy and can do a better job. Uh, so he picked up another human team just to because he was like, actually, I've leveled up now. I want to go and do this. I want to take my time with this because I painted this one up. But actually... I'm a huge proponent of get the base colors down, you know, get the agrax to tie in, get the basin done, and then you can go back later and you can build up those highlights. You know, you can do more stuff, but that's all you have to do. And I think that takes it to a medium level. Like you can just mm. undercoat, block paint the colors and leave it as it is. But an agrax to tie in, a bit of a dry brush to tie in, using contrast to have the shade, using blue ink over a pink zenithal. Uh, now that was for yellow, wasn't it, Ben? Yeah, yellow over pink is really good. Absolutely outrageous. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, yeah, like Puddle Duck yellow was was, was insane. Oh, yes, that was the uh, raincoat. The raincoat yeah, skaven. Man. Raincoat rats, hashtag. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, like there's a ton of stuff you can do. But when it comes to painting uh, for a tournament, keep it simple and just, uh, just base it. Everyone else, no one else sees anything. <laughs> That's my my top tip. The base is all that matters. Um, And you can go back and top up everything else later, but appropriately, like, you know, budget the right amount of time, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But, you you, you know, you very well may not. Or you could do the other wise thing, which is take one, just have one team for your tournaments. And I think Rich Saxby's a big for this, big fan for this one, isn't he? He's like, I've got my tournament team. It's painted when I want to go to a tournament. I look at the teams I've got painted and I pick one of those. Whereas yep. I'm very much like a cool excuse to build a new team. Like what can we, <laughs> what can we take to this one? What will the viewers choose? That was it. That's why we took Snotlings. That's why I took Snotlings is because um, the YouTube viewers voted like 600 people were like, nah, take Snotlings. And you know what? I did all right. Um, and it was good. And he saw that it was good. Probably mostly because of Hacklam. Oh. Actually, no, because of Accurate Bombers. That was where it was at. And you know what? Talking of bombers, let's take a quick break and come back with Goblin Shenanigans. And we are back. And sadly, goblins aren't. So um, last week, our last podcast, podcast before, we looked at the meta. We looked at how constructed Blood Bowl is going, what teams are doing well. And um, goblins, bless them, right at the bottom in 30 30 to 35% win rate when it comes to uh, competitive the closest one was corn uh, demons of corn we're seeing about 43% and then everybody else was kind of 45 to 55 like the grouping was really good with the exception of underworld and goblins who are the flip flop side so uh we've been threatening to grab sam and talk about this for a little while because goblins got massively changed in this edition i think like how they used to run versus how they run now i think is quite different but sam has proven that you can still win with goblins um now sam can you remember the last tournament it was quite a long time ago now i remember it vividly um the highs and the lows (laughs) so 
so it was a three round tournament um you how how did your three games go um i think it was uh loss win loss actually okay so i mean you, I, I won the stunty cup but it's it wasn't wasn't much of an achievement having said that um two of the teams i faced were kind of the same thing um oh yeah you got double underworlded didn't you I did get, I got double double hack flend. Yeah. Um which I'm not salty about at all. Um <laughs> yeah. uh, hang on for the next segment. Yeah. So now you you smashed face in one of the rounds though, didn't you? Who yes. who was that, that? Was, that was the middle? It was Milton's Orcs, which was really surprising. That's right. You wrecked them. And yeah, I mean I was basically playing to table him and very nearly did. Um, wow, and you know what? It's just because the I, I decided that my secret weapons are they're not there for a for, they're not there for a long time. They're there for a good time. All right, <laughs> so um, <laughs> stuff like basically every 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 activation on the fanatic, he was going for it twice, like every single turn, oh. making sure I get every single block out of him, and to. To Milton's credit, there wasn't a like he played as well as he could, but I mean he did get kind of diced in that game. First round, I think I uh, killed two of his players. One of them was the star player that he bought with a chainsaw, um, uh, and it just I sort of went it. downhill from there. Like my chainsaw, my bomber, and my uh, fanatic just wrecked. It was crazy. So um, you you had a vanilla list, didn't you? You weren't um, you weren't running a star. Well, what stars? <laughs> no, uh, yes. I, didn't, I didn't run any stars. Uh, like you said, vanilla list, two trolls, all of these um, secret dudes apart from uh, the hooligan. Um, and yeah, just loaded up on goblins. And it was it was all right. Um, it was even all right. with. <laughs> Even with the the two Hackflip games, I feel like they were quite close, but I ended up receiving in the first drive on both games and then was forced to score early and defend for like 14 turns, and it doesn't always work. Here we are. Eight peak piranhas. 1,100. Two trolls, both with grab. Yep. A doom diver with catch. Uh, Pogo Mm. with sure hands. Fnatic with brawler. That's interesting. And a yep. bomber with pass. Uh, three rerolls, one AC, one cheerleader, two goblin bribes. There you go. So, so 14 so the, players all in as well. Yeah. So the uh, brawler on the fanatic was, I mean, he's going to be getting two or three die blocks. Um, and he gets strength on a single. Or, um, what's it called these days? Primary. Primary, yeah. So yeah, it was kind of a no-brainer. It's like I get I get a primary, stick it on him, and he's even more uh honestly survivable, but he, he he's a lot more choppy. Um now I'm a the big fanatic fan of Brawler. Sorry, Carol. I'm a big fan yeah, of Brawler. Well, I, I mean it, it it was gonna be block, but I didn't have enough secondaries to go that far. So Brawler was kind of the next best thing. Yeah, sure hands on the pogo. I do like that move. Um Oh, okay. The plan there is Pogo picks the ball up with short hands, hands it off to the Doom Diver who's got catch, and then pray that the troll can throw the Doom Diver. 
<laughs> so, Ben, you started Blood Bowl with goblins. Um, and Sam, you did you you've run? Have you did you ever run goblins in the old edition, or you only run them in the new one? Only on BB two, which also didn't include the Doom Diver. That is true. Yeah, the Doom Diver used to be an absolute piece. So, biggest changes for goblins in this edition. Um, what do you think? What do you think is the biggest thing that's hurt them? Is it that star player situation? I. I oh, we've uh, we've we've lost Ben's audio. No, that was that was my bad. Sorry, I was muted. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say I don't I don't really remember playing many games with goblins without the extra fanatic at least or the chainsaw. Um, yeah, I like it's having the extra like cheap stars is was so crucial to them. Um, I think maybe maybe just the way the um, I don't know because yeah, I, I'm not really sure to be honest. Like I, I never found them to be that restrictive. Like they weren't a good team, but yeah, they could hold their own. So now I, they just seems so much harder to do that. It seems really, really strange, and I don't know if it is because goblins. Well, goblins have statistically got worse in this edition. Like they've lost like five win percentage points. But the thing is, the other stunty teams have also bounced up. So I mean, ogres are sitting at fifty percent win rate. Right, they're they're right up there. Halflings at forty nine percent. Snotlings, I think, with something like forty seven, forty eight percent. Goblins are just tanking at the bottom. They're at thirty five. And the difference in this edition to the last edition is massively the fact you've lost it. Well, I mean, how much were their star players? Like eighty k for a for a ball and chain guy. Like yeah, that that's just an awesome pickup. Like you normally have the TV to be able to take him. And from a tournament point of view, he was simply better as well because he had mighty blow. So it was that you had essentially a better positional to choose. And you could take um, Nobler Blackwall, who already had dodge on your chainsaw. So he was immediately more survivable. So, like, you've got these vanilla pieces, but if you could take one chainsaw, it would have been Nobler in a tournament sort of situation, in even a mm -hmm. league situation. And, you know, Fungus the Loon having that mighty blow plus one. Just being able to take one of those guys, I mean, you can take a bribe or you could take a bribe and for 30k have it also be a dude which is essentially what each of those star players was um the, the bomber was you know fine and it is a shame but i think i think goblins lost their edge in that they were always the strongest of stunties now goblins are they can bash they can seriously bash you've got two trolls you've got a chainsaw you've got a loony that sam's proven this you can bash orcs in a tournament setting almost off the pitch like you can wipe out i think goblins are just really high on the combo factor um and swoop getting nerfed a little bit hasn't helped them with their combo element um yeah because now it's only d3 squares as opposed to three in the direction that you want that that landing isn't as consistent as it used to be which i actually think is good because i think swoop in the old edition was a bit too much it was just kind of it was quite powerful yeah <laughs> yeah it was quite powerful but there you go. You've immediately lost um, something that they used to be good at. So they've lost Swoop. They've lost a selection of star players that were cheap enough for you to be able to take because they were cheaper than your players, right? Basically, they were the same price as the players. I, I just... Where do we go from here? Like, how, how, can we, how can you win with goblins? Why aren't we seeing them 
still win. I've played them at stunty events and they're they're tough. Goblins are hench when you're playing in a stunty environment. I, I, don't know, so? I don't know what it is that's caused. I'm, I'm, well, I mean, so they shouldn't be doing as well as standard teams, I don't think. But that should be true of halflings and ogres, right? We yeah. expect stunty teams, what's now called tier three teams, we expect them to do sit around 45. Then, yeah. Kind of 40 to 45 is probably where you want those tier three teams to be. Yeah. Um, but it seems like they've made really good. Um, ground with bringing what were the old joke teams like halflings kind of almost up to the level of of your standard teams humans are halflings are what 49 50 percent yeah they're 49 that i wouldn't have dreamt of that in the old edition no absolutely um, not so it's just a case of goblins need to catch up i don't know what's prov- oh, well, i mean i, I want to say that losing ripper is it's one of the biggest hurts to them yeah, that consistency piece. You just get a much better troll. Um, uh-huh. He is, yeah, Ripper, Fungus, the Loon, just the being able to combo him. Ben, I think your first Blood Bowl tournament, you ran a triple troll build, didn't you, with Ripper? Yeah, and honestly, like, the the only touchdowns I think I scored were Ripper and Doomdiver, neither yeah. of which are kind of either which exist or what they were. So of, Yeah, gone. Yeah. Now... I want to know what you guys think about this. I have a I have a theory when it comes to goblins. Um, it's not a Games Workshop theory. I think they've made a mistake. They've made this is the most expensive team to buy into. Well, you know, with the exception of uh, Chaos Renegades, um, but you know, because you've got to buy the add-on packs and the multiple big guys and everything. It's 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 not cheap to get into goblins. But I think that's the key: is that the other three stunty teams are cheap. Halflings, thirty k a piece. Snotlings and Noblars are 15k now, right? Goblins are 40k. Goblins are priced at the same as an actual player. Okay, Hobgoblins, Thralls, you know, they're 40k. Like, these are, you know, so the linemen of a Goblin team and the linemen of the Chaos Dwarf team, which again is in the top five of actual, just just the top five teams, are the Mm -hmm. same price. And that means you don't get enough money to buy the real star players whereas ogres you can afford a decent ogre to them and just free roll yourself griff like maybe you have to give up an ogre like but you can still roll griff and three or four ogres right snotlings i took everything in my snotling build and had hack phlegm like i i gave up nothing mm-hmm. to take hack phlegm like because you probably shouldn't take two pump wagons and likewise when it comes to halflings quite frankly the halflings just run out of stuff to buy like because as far as you know the catchers are cool but they're pricey the hefties are interesting but they're not great you know you can only take two trees so you've got two trees and then you are left with a team that's cost you 600k and a tournament is going to be 1100 minimum right most of them are going to be 11 1200 so that gives you 600,000 to buy stuff that's one or two proper tiered stars so every the, the stunty teams because of their value they get the the star players and those star players make the difference in the team because goblins i think were the most powerful of stunties and they are the most expensive of stunties they get the worst of both worlds now 
it's like being mm. at the top end of your own tax bracket right you're going to get taxed you know all the bottom end of a tax bracket you're going to get taxed as much and you're just not you know you're not you're not that's exactly what's happening here is they don't get enough money to take hack phlegm. you can take hack phlegm, but you have to lose a troll and then why are you running goblins yeah and that's that i think is what's hurting them is that goblins cannot take star players that make enough of a difference because they cannot afford to um you know sam 1100 you know if you dropped three goblins and a re-roll you could have taken hack phlegm. but at that point yeah. you only got you only got 12 dudes and two re-rolls gives me no bench yeah that's it there's and i mean what you also need with goblins exactly yeah. well not just not because your goblin your line goblins are going to get wrecked but because you've got three players who are going to get sent off yeah and so you need that depth to be able to backfill when, when that happens i mean again with uh, milton i managed to argue the call with two of my players oh yeah um <laughs> no, <such. laughs> well, yeah but that's but, it. uh, it's, uh, it's self-destructive the team is self-destructive as well because Sam, you know, Sam's got a, here a roster that's fourteen players, but he's really only got eleven. So you know, you you lose three of those to take Hackflem, and by I don't know, by realistically, by turn four, you are playing with eight players, uh, yeah. and it, they fall apart. You uh, with that team? Well, with I think with Goblins in general, you have to wreck face early on and get a numbers advantage. You've got to put two or three of their players out of action early. Otherwise, um, you lose your secret weapons, and all of a sudden it's like you know, you know, uh, you've sort of depowered. You've uh, you know, you've lost your Superman without the cape, kind of thing. You know, yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> now there are a couple of things there for goblins that, that that can happen that can be good. One is that they can take Hackflem, but they have to lose some of the goblin identity, like. And I think that is something that really did hit goblins. And I think we actually called this right at the beginning of the edition. Goblins now have to play Blood Bowl to win the game before they could just be goblins and win. Like they could just do goblin things, goblining around, and sometimes they'd win a game by accident. Well, their play style has changed because of the make the makeup of the game. They have to actually play Blood Bowl and Cage and try to play for the team. They they kind of got a little bit vanillaized because they lost that that spare that special player thing. The cost means they can't take hack blem. And if they do, they have to give up the, the goblin thing. So you kind of either have to run vanilla goblins with trolls and hack phlegm to play Blood Bowl. But then what's the point of playing goblins? You're playing goblins to chop up people and run amok. Yeah. And, that, that's, yeah. that was, was going to make that exact point. Like at that stage, why not just run an underworld team? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You have your trolls, you have your goblins, you just have players that can actually do the game part. Yeah better than goblins yeah well, i tell you one thing that i think is really lucky really fortunate is the fact that the black orc team cannot take underworld challenge um mm -hmm. so oh, they'd be unstoppable it, so you cannot run a yeah because i was going to say like if you want to run a game with goblins doing gobliny things underworld you get mutations black orcs you get well black orcs but also they've got fixed skull so they are way more survivable so goblins are not the best goblins and you know some things we might see happen is actually maybe inducing hack to run him a bit differently um 
or actually one good combo that I don't think I've seen used enough when it comes to goblins is their their dirty player star player um mixing him up with the fact that the trolls can take guard early on yeah excuse me because that means if both trolls have got guard and you knock a dude down that's dirty player plus three if he's in two guard tackle zones and that's is that, is that the black goblin sorry no this is um the 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 hoodlum the hooligan oh the hooligan he gets oh, right. dirty star player no yeah he just gets dirty player plus one and dirty player stacks with guard now but then again, like the problem is, he's expensive. Not... He's like double the cost of a goblin. Yeah. That's why I didn't take him. And and snotlings do it better. Snotlings yeah. have still got two trolls, and they've got a dirt. They've got up to two dirty player pieces. Um, and <laughs> and it's a bit of a shame. And I don't see goblins coming back. And I think I think this bottom tier goblin stuff <laughs> can until we start seeing star players nerfed, um, is going to be bad. But this is also something i'm quite worried about is you know we can always look at tournament sets and be like cool let's just uh let's just give tier three extra stuff that is not going to help um because that just means that halflings ogres and snotlings get better this is this is just a goblin situation i think you know if when when we know that the stars are in bb3 so we can safely assume they're gonna they're gonna hit uh tabletop as well at some point yeah. I think goblins are going to get them. It's going to fix a lot of their problems. They're going to get a lot more. Like you were on about the hooligan. Um, I would never take him in a million years. Even if I had the option for... So if I had the option for stars, I would take uh, fungus and have two fanatics instead of an hooligan. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, I'm, I'm interested to see what Scrapper is like as well. Because um, yeah. actually, if he's a legitimate scoring thread that isn't Hackflem, you know, if he comes in and he lands at 100k... Uh, he's movement seven and he's got, I don't know, a power that allows him okay. to re-roll elite roll once a game or something because it's going to be something like that, isn't it? Well, actually, yeah. then you've got yourself a scoring threat um, and a cheaper alternative. And then you can take him and you can take Fungus the Loon and you get that goblin action. Um, mm -hmm. But I think, I think realistically, with the way this format is panning out, even... Even if star players get nerfed, goblins aren't going to get the advantage until they get their arsenal of weapons back. And I think ultimately, when it comes to running goblins, I mean, Sam, why, why did you run goblins? Why goblins? Purely because I wanted to cause chaos, and you know, uh, they're they're kind of. I I was going into it with the kind of a, like balls to the wall attitude, which is why I did exactly what I did against Milton. It paid off exactly one out of three games, you know, uh, <laughs> which is kind of the numbers match up, I guess, nearly. Uh, you got a hack flemmed <laughs> twice, didn't you? Yeah, but I mean, but you still held your own enough to win the Stunty Cup, so yeah. So you can win the Stunty uh, Cup, winning only one game, and and Ben, I mean. <laughs> You're pro goblin as well, but like, why? Why goblins? What's the angle? I mean, they're just they're just fun. Like, I mean, they they don't they don't have to win. They're just fun. Like, they're probably the most characterful team in my opinion. I think. Like, yeah. It's, so it's what brought me into the game. I, I knew about goblins in Blood Bowl before I really knew about Blood Bowl. So like, like I remember when I was first like introduced to Blood Bowl, I was just thought, like, is that the game where you can like throw goblins? <laughs> Like they just have so much identity, and I think 
I think playing a goblin team to play a goblin team is more important than playing a goblin team to win the game. So definitely. I massively agree. And I think that is why getting that second chainsaw guy, the second um ball and chain guy to give you the opportunity to just be more goblin is gonna be enough for those people who want to run goblins. I think the fact mm-hmm. they've got a garbage win percentage doesn't matter to goblin players because they are there to just watch the world burn. They get to live their Joker fantasy from the Dark Knight. Uh, they're just Michael caning it across the pitch um, through your team, and that's enough. But we do need to see Fungus and Nobbler back to give them the opportunity to just double down with those secret weapons. Sure. Yeah, I mean, the, their win percentage doesn't bother me as a Goblin player. It bothers me just as a general Blood Bowl player, that particularly their percentage and Underworld's percentage. That discrepancy is mad. Yeah, it's the only outlier, though, which is, I think, literally every other one is between 45 and 55, with the exception of Demons of Corn, yes. which are sitting at 43, which is a bit weird. But uh... I think the common denominator is the star players yeah, in, in the two. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of... Hugely so. And I think as Badlands Brawl actually do get, their star players are garbage. Like, uh, there's the Black Gobbo, who is fun, but certainly not superb in any way, shape, or form. You've got Varag, who, like, awesome model, but just a really bland star player for a a, Griff cost. I really don't get what you, don't get get your money's worth out of that one. And that's, that's it for Badlands Brawl's basically so you do we do need to see some some stuff like each of the other kind of alliances have got a fun dude and a powerful dude and badlands brawls kind of got neither at the moment they are the destruction um you know faction here you know chaos (laughs) they've got hack phlegm uh the good guys have got griff and the badlands brawl guys are just kind of sitting in the middle there um waiting for that spark uh but i mean best thing they could do is release a goblin spike with some goblin star players and a couple of goblin only inducements would be the best way or i think there is a there is a there is an inducement in is it death zone is it think the fixer is he back now which means you can like argue the call on a five plus um problem is that most yeah most of the death zone stuff doesn't allow him anyway but you're right guys you've called it out if you're running goblins you're running goblins to run goblins you're not running goblins to win games um and i think it's going to make those times you win a game even sweeter because uh, sam that sounds exactly like what happened and i do wonder if i do wonder if we'll see any goblins at bombvember so we'll take a break and we'll go through our Bombember predictions. So we've got our next tournament coming up in a week's time. And we haven't, we started seeing some of the rosters come in, but we've not checked them yet. That's going to be my weekend thing and uh, through next week. But I thought it would be fun to get some predictions on the cards for some stuff that's going on. And then we can just go back in a week's time and kind of on the review and see how accurate we were. We talked kind of about the meta for the last couple of episodes. Now, the deal with Bombvember is that everybody gets a Bombardier. So you are going to see goblins because, uh, you know, 
everybody gets a free goblin for Bonvember, which I thought was quite a fun way of doing it. I know, Ben, we had some bigger ideas, but ran out of time and stuff to, to, to get it sorted. Um, but that just means that depending on what happens next year, we, you know, we might be able to run it out for next year. So build build wise uh <laughs> yeah we'll come back to that funny bit in a minute um build wise what do we go for in the end is it 1100 yes um, yeah 1100 and skills wise uh tier one six primary tier two six primary one secondary tier three six primary two secondary skills uh no player may receive more than two skills and star players can't be given skills so tier three are your stunty boys and I think the only thing I did was accidentally put Norse in tier two. So, yeah, we'll have to see. And everybody gets a bombardier uh, and does not take up one of your maximum of 16 player slots. This was just because it's remember, remember the 6th of Bomb-vember. Uh And that's the angle we took. We like to have a little twist and we thought actually throwing bombs is insanely good fun. Let's get it to the pitch. So as for predictions... Let's have a look at the list. Uh, right, let's go. Let's go big. Let's start with. We don't know what teams are going to be there. We don't know how many coaches are going to be there. We've got forty something signed up, but a couple are dropping out as we go. So I still think we'll be around about 38, 40 coaches. So let's start with Sam. What will the winning team be for Bombember? Oh, that is that's a cruel. But I mean, playing the odds, I would say underworld. But Sam, I think people are probably wise to it now. Can you, you, you're right. Is going for underworld potentially. Yeah. I, I think we'll see it, but maybe people are wise to it now. Um, no, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna say underworld. Underworld are gonna win it. That is not a terrible prediction, Underworld, there with the 60-plus win percentage. BT, everyone's got a bomber. Who's going to win on the day? See, I'm now thinking it might be something like something maybe even faster. Um, maybe like an elf team or something. Teams that can like kind of hold their own but split up because I, I don't know how much the bomb's going to come into, into effect here. But, I mean, we've seen like high elves like, do some weird stuff and high elves have a bit more armor. Like I, I, I think they could do it because they, they have, they can play the distance game and avoid the bombs. But again, the bombs might not matter. I hope they do. And you know what? Uh, High elves also in the top five at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Or they were when I checked a few weeks ago. Might have changed ever so slightly, but you know, at that point they were still in the top five. High elves are a very good team choice. I'm going to go with chaos dwarves. You know, I think um, to win with chaos dwarves. They've got the tackle advantage, right? You can do a bit of everything. Yeah. You do have access to hack phlegm, and you're getting free rolled a little bit of fun and a body with a bomber. So you can afford to 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 pay, you know, your twelve guys. Eleven hundred is pretty limiting though. But even a chaos dwarf team with one bull centaur, uh, hack phlegm maybe, and uh, a free bombardier in there, I think would have enough to counter the stuff. And uh, you know, quite frankly, having that front line and chucking bombs over would be pretty sweet i like that combo all right sam winning stunty team who is going to take the stunty stunty master title off you <laughs> i you know what uh, i think goblins are going to be the real winner here because they get an extra bombardier which means they don't have to pay for a bombardier on their roster 
and that frees up some cash for something else. Oh, I like that. That's interesting. Well, they could go double bomb. I was thinking that, but you can only throw once per turn, unless they, unless uh, they go double bomb, so one gets sent off and the other one comes on. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Uh, I would like to see goblins take that one. BT, stunty team. Of the see, I'm going to say snotlings. Snots. Yeah. I'm going to say snotlings, and kind of for the same reason Sam said. I mean, they get a bomber, which is cheaper. Yeah. Um, but uh, we've seen snotlings do some crazy stuff. Like snotlings are really hard to play against. Snotlings and I think are they're actually a really good team. And so I, 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 I fully expect to see snotlings take the Stunty Cup. I, I'm going to pitch for ogres here. I'm going to pitch for ogres. Eleven hundred. They can fit hack. They can fit Griffin, and you get an extra player that can do fun things as well. I think if you were going to run an ogre team, this is a pretty fun build to do it in. It's a bit cheap, so you get to use your strength advantage. You can, if you can afford. Uh, old Groberwald, the build it could be pretty sweet as well. Um, ogres used to have goblins. This this is a nice way to bring them back into line. I like that. So we're looking to have around about forty coaches on the day. Um, most popular star. We'll do. Is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should we all just ignore Hackflem for this one and go for the second yeah. most popular star then? Oh, Griff. <laughs> You reckon? No, I reckon. Really? I think it will because he can catch the bombs. He can catch I them from back. That is true, but this close to Halloween, you reckon we're going to see some necromantic teams? William uh, Cheney? Cheney for Sam. I like that. I think that's. I think that's sensible. You reckon Griff, Ben? Yeah. I I reckon Griff. Yeah, I think Griff's going to do well in this format. All right. I haven't considered him catching bombs and throwing them back. That is dirty. That's filth. <laughs> but that's true of any elf team. If you're going to throw yeah. bombs at like your team as well, they're going to they're going to launch them back. Well, yeah, maybe I will take high elves. <laughs> I do so have a high elf here. Just the high elf team that I've got is not painted, so I'm going to need to. We got what like eight days? Can we... yeah, go... Scrap the door, Sam. It's, it's high elf time. <laughs> right. I actually think it's going to be it's going to be Rumbelo. Really? 1100 is quite low TV. People are definitely worried about Hackflem. Rumblo, I'm pretty sure, comes with Tackle, and he's cheap. I was thinking Carla, but actually, as far as the meta goes, which I don't think is how Blood Bowl players work, which I love, by the way, um, uh, I think Rumblo. I think we'll see more Rumblos than anybody else, except for, you know, Hackflem. I mean, I think Griffin Borg is probably the obvious choice. Uh, you know, so anybody who's choosing Griff, uh, it's kind of you know net deck in the answers, but that's okay. Um, kind of person that has an airbrush. Just shamed you know. twenty coaches coming <laughs> to <laughs> No, I meant picking it for that question. Oh, okay. No, okay, fine. take it. Morg yeah. is Morg is great fun. Like Morg and and Griff, they are great fun. Um, and I don't think they're the public. I think anybody who isn't Hackflem right now is fine is safe for now but very much like twitter at some point they're going to get cancelled um <laughs> so uh most popular teams by tier so samwise most popular tier one team oh tier one tier tier one so tier one teams amazon 
Chorf, Dark Elf Dwarf, Human Lizardman, Old World Alliance. <laughs> I don't think so. Orc, Undead, Skaven, <laughs> and Wood Elf. I love OWA. I just don't think they're going to be the most popular. I think we'll see probably Skaven the most. I hope so. Skaven have been underrepresented, I think. think Overshadowed by Underworld. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Skaven, the Sam, BT, tier one teams. Most popular. Uh, uh, Dark Elf, maybe? Oh, I'd love that. I would love to see these teams. They are quite popular in tournament format. So, BT, Dark Elf. Now, I like. I would probably pick Chorf here, but I I think they're quite difficult to get hold of the models for from a tier one point of view. Yeah. So I think it's going to be at this. I think Undead. I did think that as well. I don't. Think, first, I don't think they're but... the best. So I really don't think they're the best in the meta or anything like that right now. But you know, I think they're potentially all right. I mean, wise people. They're quite a staple. Yeah, I think yeah. wise. I think the wise pick here is dwarf in tier one. Really? Uh, I think they. Well, they're in top five um, as well at the moment. I think they're they're representing well. They've got a good skill set. Eleven hundred gets you a very tasty dwarf team. You get everything you want. Uh, and you got... don't see many at bonehead tournaments though. You, we don't. It's really interesting. I yeah. think so far we've seen one, what half a dwarf team at one of our tournaments. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think yeah. I've actually played against dwarves in a tournament setting. I've not seen any any of, our to- any of your tournaments um, there. Sam <laughs> representing, maybe. Yeah, maybe <sighs> keeping it. Uh, maybe I don't know. Keeping that under my hat, you might see some high elves turn up. <laughs> yeah, confused him now, Ben. Uh, <laughs> right, tier two, most popular team we expect to see: Black Orcs, Chaos. Other Chaos. Uh, so Chaos Chosen, Chaos Renegades, Elven Union, High Elf, Imperial Nobility, Necromantic, Norse by accident, Nurgle, Tomb Kings, Underworld, Vampire, Corn, and Slan. Do you think Underworld are going to be there again, Sam? Yeah, I mean, it'll either be Underworld or um, I think Black Orcs are in the shout, to be honest. Yeah, uh, quite popular. I actually. Popular. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I, th- I reckon they'll be even, you know. I mean, I well, realise that I've written the question and that that's not allowed as an answer. But, uh, yeah. I, you know. <laughs> All right, I'll tell you what, let's do this one, but we're ignoring Underworld. In that case, I'm going I'm to call it the Black Orcs, yeah. So, Blork for Sam. BT? Um, oh, I, I, I was going to say Black Orc too. I, I, I can't think of... Either uh, then. Like, I just think they're really solid. Really popular, maybe tier two is in Sorry? a tough sitch at the moment, isn't it? It's basically underworld black orcs, and then a whole bunch of teams people don't really take because I'd normally say nobility, but I really haven't seen much nobility at tournaments. Necro, are pretty decent, that popular a bit. Necro are definitely decent as well, but as for popular, I think underworld is the obvious one, and then yeah, I think so. BT, you going black orc as well? Yeah, I've got to. I'll run, I'll, I'll say necro. Because actually, that's it's pretty popular, and like Sam said, it is Halloween. Uh, right, tier three, Sam, most taken team at tier three. 
So what we've got here, goblins, ogres, halflings, and snotlings. Is that it? Indeed. For now, until squigs get here. The most taken team. What do you think we're going to see the most of? going to be flings, 100%. You reckon? There's like a weird, yeah, there's like a weird cult following around flings, isn't there? I don't really get it. People love them. I'm not sure why. Um... I've kind of got that as well. I, I I don't I don't get it myself. I don't I don't feel that attached to halflings. So. Yeah, they, they do get so they decent. Really they get decent star player access, I think. But so do so do ogres now. I think they just kind of got a better angle. I think mm. it's beyond the tabletop. There's like a weird like affinity for them. People find them like cute. They're sort of mascotty. The I don't know the whole like hobbit thing. People love yeah. Them. I think that's what drove. I think that's what drove the um, them to to be treated so nicely with the current um, edition of the rules was people's reception of them. That's that's pretty fair, right, actually. Fun, yeah. um, BT, what do you reckon? Stunty team, most popular. Uh, can I say snotlings again? Yeah, I think that's that's probably right. Uh, most popular. I, I think we'll see one ogre team rock up and do really well. Uh, we'll have two snotling teams, two halfling teams. There's always a goblin guy. Love that solo goblin guy. So, um, it's really. I think it's snots with with Hackflem. I do. Yeah. All right, we've got two more to go, guys. Over, under here. So, um, Sam, there's going to be around about 40 teams. How many elf teams will we see? And do not say 8 out of 110. <laughs> <laughs> so, when you say elves, that's all of them. High elves, elf yep. union, dark elves, all together, yeah? Yes. Out of 40. Seven. Seven for Sam. BT. Uh, elf teams. Nah, I'm going lower. I'm going five. BT's going five. I don't think you can see many elves at the moment. Okay. All I right. Feel like there's always a dark elf guy, isn't there? There's always a dark elf guy. Oh yeah, no, I actually forgot about dark elves. Sorry. Yeah. There's always there's always a there's always <laughs> one or two dark elf guys. Right, you know what? I do think the dark oh. elves running assassins right now is a great place to be. Cause Stab does not care about your dodge. It only cares about your yeah. armor eight plus. And they they were a real nuisance when I played Snotlings with them. I think in, in a T in a in a forty man tournament, there'll be two dark elf guys, I reckon. No high elf people. Yeah, I've I, reckon we'll see, I reckon we'll see one high elf, mate. I reckon we will. I hope so. <laughs> He's there getting his models ready. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you want some top tips on how to paint a team really quickly, Sam. Uh... <laughs> no, <laughs> I can't do it again. Don't make me. <laughs> uh, two, two. There's a couple, maybe one or two EU. Oh, I'm, I'm going to go right in the middle of you. I'm going to go six. Okay. I hope they'll be. Serious. I'm changing my answer though. I'm changing my answer. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna put you in the middle again, but the other way, and go eight. Ooh, all right. I I, I just forgot. I think I think we're gonna get more multiple dark elf 
I think we're going to get genuinely like five Dark Elf coaches. Oh, it would be nice to be overrepresented with agility teams. Agility? Yeah. With agility teams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd love to see some dodge, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's, Sam's just grinding his way to the top. Oh, what, cool. What, what skills have we got on your troll slayers? Tackle. <laughs> He's just going to turn up with a blue magic deck around his neck as well. <laughs> yeah. I, I've, I've pretty much gone for the no fun allowed build, unfortunately, for everyone else who's going to play me. And to be fair, though, right, so 1,100 dwarves, that's got to be 12 players, three re-rolls, six primary skills. So mm. that's what? So block, I'll, I'll clue you, block. I'll you... clue you in. Um, I, I bought a box of dwarfs. And that is all 12 players. So that's oh, two Slayers, two yeah. Rose. Yeah, two, that's two... a solid build. You get the bench there. You can afford three re-rolls. And, I mean, it depends. Maybe one Slayer with Tackle, one with Mighty Blow, both Blitzers with Guard. And... Nope. Nope, no? Oh, interesting. Interesting. Uh, so I've got six skills, yeah? Yeah, six primary. And I've got six Longbeards. Oh, no. <laughs> six Longbeards with Guard. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> oh, see, this is why I called you out the other day on the other the other episode, where I was like, "There's going to be someone like Sam who just puts mighty blow on all of his corn players." <laughs> <laughs> this isn't going out before the tournament, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. You've got time. Oh, no. I, I I dare you to put six frenzies on there instead. Oh, can they even? T- is frenzy a strength? No, it's frenzy is a general skill, isn't it? Yeah, they get general. Yeah, frenzy dwarfs. Yeah, right. And you'd have eight frenzy players. It'd be wicked. You know how when you put the slayers on the wide zones, everyone goes two squares in. Yeah. Like when you thought it was safe to go back out, so all longbeards have got frenzy as well. All right, four, four guard, two frenzy. Uh, we'll see. I'll see what I'll see what I can, what I can do. All right. Um, I've got one more question, which is yeah. another over and under. Although I've had a great idea for another one. Uh, how many underworld teams? Are we going to see? 17. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? It's just Underworld and Dark Elves and that one goblin guy. Four. And I think that's being generous. Four. I don't think we'll see that many, but I think the ones we see will do really well. I I think with Underworld and with Snotlings right now, because they're popular, you're going to get like there's going to be like um, oh, like oh they're popular I'll take them that'll be worth that'll be a good I'll have a good chance at playing them so kind of like this is why you kind of you get like thirty percent extra snotling players is because there are people who absolutely love snotlings and there are people who are like oh snotlings are good and they're good fun I'll run them and I think underworld probably sit in that that kind of realm of there are people who are like, I want to win, so I'm going to take Underworld. And then there's going to be like, oh yeah, Underworld are pretty good. I'll, I'll take them. So I think you'll get that I... incidental. So I think six. Okay. And Eight. Ben's going for One 17. Fifth. One, One fifth, fifth Underworld. One fifth. See, I, I think the most prohibitive thing about them is that there's no team box. So if you want to run them, you either have to convert some stuff or buy a box of Skaven and a box of Goblins. An Underworld box, isn't there? There, there was, it's gone away, yeah. Oh, is it gone? Yeah. Oh. I do have a okay. sealed one under my bed for some reason. I'm not sure why. Come uh, with a um, gutter runner, does it? 
Yeah, one sprue of Skaven and one sprue of Goblins. It was perfect. Oh, right, that's right. They, yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, they, they, you... they, they put him in there, yeah. Do you remember back when that was the Blood Bowl news of the year? Like, yes. This is my yeah, favourite thing. Times. 2019, we're like, oh my God, they've changed <laughs> Underworld. Just stole Hangover Bowl. Yeah, oh, I love oh, Hangover Bowl. We need to do that again, Ben. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. Right. I do have one more question that we've got to run with now, which is the best skill up that you think we're going to see. The best skill up? Yeah. What, like most creative? Most or... creative. Or the skill I up reckon you want to see? Frenzy of them. <laughs> <laughs> do you know, I think frenzy on anything is really rare. Yeah, no one, no one wants to put it on anything. It's too dangerous. Frenzy on a non-positional is a pretty good one. I like that. It's uh, too late to paint my dwarfs red and have like a corn-themed dwarf team. Corf. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was it? What's the um? Oh, sorry, Ben. What no, you no, no, no. Please go. I was going to say, what's the the one that boosts deflection? Very long legs. Yeah, because of the bombs. Yeah. Ah, mutation, very long legs. Could see it on some goblins yeah. in Underworld teams and things like that. Pass block could be a good shout, actually, now you mention it. On the ball. Yeah, that's true. On the ball. Oh, it's yeah. going on the ball, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. On the ball would be good as well. Um, What was it that... I think, I think your brother put a really good skill. I think it was very simple. I think he went with tackle on an ogre. And, it's, um, and it was a bit it was a bit like oh that's that's unusual and turned out to be a superb decision oh what was this in the last tournament yeah I think so I can't remember what he took now I can't remember either it's forever ago um, I know he always gives kick to the runt punter because that's always a jolly so I don't so he probably won't be able to make it um, yeah this but looking at his roster uh he kind of he's he's uh he's done me proud and uh all five ogre blockers have got brawler <laughs> nice oh he gave kick to a noblar last time <laughs> he's done it this time so kick and short hands and two noblars <laughs> <laughs> and I then leader on the run planter. i do think that's brilliant um yeah i mean it's yeah it's a skill and he's uh uh, Nothing like... else to give him, really, is there? No blas. Once you've skilled, up, once you've skilled up all the ogres, it's like yeah. What you've give got? Nobler? Well, if you've got doubles, then something like Dauntless is cracking. Um, I put Wrestle on one when I went to. Was it Birmingham Brawl? And I think I think I can't remember. I think it was it. I put, oh, that's when you took your nurglings, right? Yeah, and I put wrestle on one, and my whole goal for the entire tournament was just to randomly wrestle somebody down with him, and I did. And I, I like, sacked the ball carrier with my wrestle nobbler. It was wicked. <laughs> it was absolutely brilliant. There you go, that's my shout. Wrestle on a stunty player. That's my, my call out. Because I think it's brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Right then, guys, I think... I think we've talked enough about Blood Bowl. Um, it's quite cool. We break now. Uh, in a week's time, we get the tournament, and then a week after, we'll be chatting about it. So that's quite a good call around. Mm. Mr. Frenzy, thank you ever so much for coming on. 
Thank you for having me. Always fun to talk Blood Bowl nonsense with you. And BT, always, always fun. I hope you guys get your painted projects done. Um, and uh, yeah, I will see you both Saturday, if not before. Yes. Wicked. Good later. Right. Thanks very much for watching and listening. And uh, we'll see you soon. Happy blocking. Thanks very much for watching. We really appreciate your support. If you want to help support the channel even further, please like and subscribe or come join us on our Patreon. We have early access to content. We get loads of feedback from you guys and we try and do competitions as much as we can. Or you can get yourself some Bonehead Podcast merch on our Spreadshirt site. So if you want to support a team, especially for the Bonehead Championship, you can pick up a shirt, a mug, things like that. It all helps support the channel and we really appreciate it. Anyway, links below. Thank you very much. Happy blocking.